Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And it's so easy when you're <laughs> Welcome to Afterbus TV's Arrow After Show, or shall we call it the Black Arrow, which I feel like it has become. Either way, thank you for joining us. Make sure you tune in live if you haven't already, and if you are live, make sure to tweet us. Hashtag ABTV Arrow, and if you haven't, please subscribe to our channel. I'm Ali Kona Bradford, and we are joined today by a very special guest whom I will allow to introduce himself. Hey, I'm Alan Sisler-Kissler. I'm a comic book historian and consulting geek. I've written uh, for Wired.com, ComicBookResources.com, TheMarySue.com. My book, Doctor Who History, became a uh, New York Times bestseller. And I also wrote trivia books on Batman, Spider-Man, and the unofficial cookbook for Game of Thrones. Nice! He is me. a good person, and people say nice things about him. Sometimes. They better. I, I do have the occasional <laughs> hater. <laughs> Yeah, that's how you know you've made it. There it's we go. KT. Yes, hi all my buddies. It's Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet, K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also going to be checking the hashtag tonight, so be sure to tweet, and if you say something clever or poignant, you may get a shout-out. Lex Michael, Twitter handle, at the Lex Michael. Oh, yes, and I'm at Kiss My Passport. Totally irrelevant to everybody But what's else. your name? I said my name at the beginning. Did you? Say I it did. again. Alicona Bradford. Hi. <laughs> My Asian just came out. All right, so let's start the show talking about the breaking of Oliver Queen, which we started a little bit last episode, but this time we actually get to see the whole process. And at first, I saw him as prisoner, and I thought, what are they doing? I'm confused with this process, but then I started slowly to understand it was just a whole... Well, yeah, break, and it is torture. Yes. And yeah. it's breaking him, and people do that, and that is it is brainwashing, so... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a difficult cult. It's sort of like in boot camp, you're supposed to sort of disassemble a person partly to reassemble right. them as a soldier, and then cults take that to a different extreme. And I think that was definitely the case. And not only are they, like, putting him through torturous, torturous stuff, they actually force him to hallucinate as part of his right. testing. And, well, I mean, he passed the test. And you know what's funny is actually when I saw that part of the episode, when he stabbed the fake Diggle, I thought... There's a plan behind this. It's still Oliver, and he stabbed him where he missed some organs, and later right. on he'll throw him in the pit. Nope. No. no. He just really thought it was him and went for the gusto. Although it is hard to take any death in the vicinity of Nanda Parvat seriously. seriously now when you have the hot tub of life. Right. I'm at the point where it's hard to take any death seriously. Just in I general? Was, I wasn't kidding about they brought in the Dragon Balls. Yeah. 
I no, I get it. I wonder yeah. if the guy that that Oliver killed was uh, in the eyes of the league a criminal or a traitor in some respect, or if it was just another unlucky intern. I exactly. feel like it was, it was just the candle another. Lighter. It was the candle guy. <laughs> He's gonna light the candles now. <laughs> well, we're gonna take another spin on the chore wheel because Bob is no longer with us. He, what, uh, what happened to Bob? You were here, Bob. <laughs> well, now that you've lit all the candles, it turns out that candlelighter has an alternate duty when we're training a new member. Oh, what is it? You give your life. You, you Hallucination get, you get stand in. You get sure, stabbed with a sword. How do I do that? Mm. Oh, you die. Oh. And I get brought back in the pits, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh. We need way. you to light the candles. Who else can light the candles? Poor Bob. By the way, Steve, <laughs> you're the new Bob. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Considering that Steve is the name of our booth guy sometimes. Uh. <laughs> Not today, but occasionally. But going back to Oliver. Yeah. Okay, I see the process, and I get it. We got a quick montage of everything. But do you guys really think that going through torture and all that really can make a person forget all the things that Oliver has quote-unquote forgotten? If he's been hallucinating on top of it, yeah. They've had hundreds and hundreds of years to perfect the science of screwing with someone's brain chemistry. I certainly think they can do that. I mean, my my own pause for it is the amount of time, because this is three weeks later, but then Arrow in general seems to have like this universe where in time a lot can happen in a few weeks, Mm because like Thea went from I'm just a kid who just I'm getting to know my father for once who in less than a year I'm kind of a super powerful assassin. Right. It was like three months. Yeah. yeah they got a thing it's with significantly threes. less than a, than and then a year. And there's the canary who all and of a sudden. And there's the canary who was like rocking out, although her fighting skills are inconsistent depending on the scene. Right. <laughs> this right, episode. Right, right. Point, the mugger with the knives hit her in the face. Competent. Yeah. And then later in the same episode, she's fighting the League of Assassins. Thank you. Yeah. Although I do like the second that we pointed out, she shouldn't be able to hold her own against the League. She gets her rear handed to her. It's like, oh, hey. Continuity. Yeah, but at the same time, I think part of that is. Well, no, okay, you're right. She did get knocked down, but then you get Nissa, who gets totally distracted by her getting knocked down, and then that's where Nissa loses it. And you're like, oh, they shit. are super in lesbians with each other, and I just want I, I want a kiss. I want an on-camera kiss. I want confirmation, and I want representation, because that is someone who is presumably a lesbian and someone who is bi in a relationship. Wait, when did we determine that Laurel was bi? Well, I mean, this is leading to guys, and then she's not she's dated a girl girls, yet. And when well, she if she does, if she does, this then, is, okay. Yeah. Well, she hasn't dated I mean. her yet. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I think that eating the milkshake like, with the fries. And I gotta say, if if the intention is is not that they're dating right now, then they don't know what show they've created, <laughs> or they're really going into some serious baiting here. Because yeah. like, it was. Like, previous episodes, I could see it as like, yeah, they're friends, and they're getting to have a, this understanding, they're united by the sister. This episode's like, wow, oh, any yeah. second now, they are going to kiss. Like, because, and, and that was, that would be fine. I would oh, actually yeah. say yeah. the show had some decent guts to actually go that way. But if it's not a relationship, then it is massive, massive queer baiting. Yeah. Like, on a Sherlock scale, which is pretty bad. Well, now, here's the thing. I feel like with them, to have them go in and just automatically right away start making out, that's too soon, because... Hey, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Off and well, no, on a different show. show, it is too soon. Well, no. And plus, okay, you're... Si- on Arrow, it's late. You were in love with her sister, so I get how it'd be easy to fall in love with the other sister, but as a sister, wouldn't you feel awkward? I would feel... And yeah. if they address that, yeah. that would be great. That's the thing. Even if, even if it's decided, well, I actually don't feel this way about you, or I do, but it's weird to me because... 
you were in love with my sister and I think of you that way, at least that would be addressing it. Right. You know, that would, I would love to see that, just addressing it in some way, because then you're going into that area. You don't even have to pursue the relationship, but address it. Address right. what's happening on screen. Right. But the queer baiting is not okay. We need confirmation or they need to dial it back. I think it will eventually happen, but I think the cool thing about Laurel, as Nissa even said, she felt enlightened at that moment because Nissa's not, she's experienced her life as the League of Assassins. The daughter of the demon. Yeah, clearly not been a run in the park, you know? And so for her to have her first french fry milkshake... You know, I mean, I mean, who's not falling in love with that? (laughs) I can show you the world. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it was just nice, and I think that. Well, even there were times where Laurel was willing to go up against Team Arrow continuously to stand up for Nissa. She's a good person. Yeah, who's killed a lot of people in the past, but apparently is done. Hey, I mean, Oliver's killed people in the past too. Which, which, and. And we saw people have a problem with that even after he stopped, which which I was cool with. And you saw that it was a struggle and it was a process. Right. And let's and be real, they're still working with Merlin. Yeah, no. and For some reason. But again, they keep, thing. they keep addressing that they don't really trust Merlin when they do. So I get it. Whereas like Nissa, I'm like, you've really forgiven her very quickly. Right. Like, is, and also, I just haven't heard her point of view of like, yeah, I've learned killing is wrong or... Whatever. I don't know if she believes that killing is... It doesn't seem like she's, like she's learned that. Yeah. Like, in which case, I'm like, this should be addressed a little yes. bit. Yes, yeah. she hasn't killed anyone lately. But also, I'm not sure all the people <laughs> she's killed really deserved it. Like, that you could argue that people right. people Ollie deserved, you can argue, uh, killed, you could argue deserved it and some morality and stuff. Whereas, I don't know how many people were like, she even knew why they she needed to the die. She got the excitement and she yeah. followed through with it. Yeah, these because five people need to die, sense. didn't even ask, you right. know... But then you get to the point, can you blame her because she was raised and trained to follow orders and all of that was following orders. All of this is a good discussion which would be great on the show. If it's not yeah. happening in yeah. the show, then I don't care. Yeah. Then, then it's, you're not addressing it. Yeah. So you don't want to talk to us then. Well, no. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Diggle had his moment. Yeah. Diggle had his moment after Lila was kidnapped and he yeah. went in on Nyssa. He ripped her a new one and yeah. Nyssa's, hey, free reading just so you know. You've done this, this, and this and you call this honorable. Like, he straight and up pulled no, her off. That was great. That was yeah. absolutely great. Yeah. But no, here's the I'm, thing. He's not mad at her. He's mad at the league. Yeah, he's but, mad at them for taking Oliver. He's mad at them for screwing right. Oliver over. Yeah. And then, ta-da! They kidnapped his wife. Right, they won a berserker yeah. button. There we go. Right, of course. Well, she's the punching bag. She, she's all that's there. That's of the league that he has to take it out on in that moment. Yeah, so of course, he's gonna go off on her. Yeah. yeah, no, that was a good confrontation. Yeah. Like, what, do you have anything yeah. to say? No, I was just like, yep, I agree. <laughs> you yes. need popcorn. Popcorn is great. She's <laughs> <laughs> watching us go back and forth. Um, at the same time, too, you know, when they first had found out, the whole team Arrow had found out that Arrow had gone rogue mm-hmm. or whatever, and everybody's in straight denial. Um, and then you have Felicity, who's now starting to learn and and slowly starting to grieve, because she's always the last one to believe the worst, to me, anyways. Because you know. she still has her faith in humanity. That's yeah. true. She's untainted. Mm-hmm. Ish. I wouldn't go that far, but I would say she still prefers to see the good in people, it's, it's and also, so she'd believe in Oliver. She's also the one who's still not a warrior. True. You know, like, she joins the fight, and, you know, she certainly adds to the fight. Like, they couldn't do a lot of the things she without her. She brought the guns! She brought the guns. <laughs> but it's specifically but, because she's not a warrior right, that right, they were right. able to pull that plan off. Right, and and she brought the guns for someone else to use. Like, it's True. still it's still not 
her her instinct. I think it's still good to have her in that role, though. We need someone on the show who's a non-combatant because we need the support, because we need someone who can go in as kind of the weapons mule and conceivably pull off, no, we don't need to search her. She's never armed. It's a trick that will never work again, but it sure did work. Now, we we need someone in that role to be the heart and soul of the team. Yeah, you need the moral compass, and you need you also just, for dramatic purposes, need the somewhat opposing view of anyone who's gone to an extreme. Right. Yeah. I have a really random point to bring up, actually. Sure. Okay, so in the past, when we saw the Canary, it was Katie Lotz playing the Canary, right. and she had her high pitch sound. Mm-hmm. I'm I grenades, don't, yeah, grena- okay. sonic okay, grenades. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I don't recollect where it came from. Right? For some reason, I was picturing you know, like Staples has the button that you push. <laughs> There's the sonic grenade. Yeah, those were the yeah. smoke bombs that they were using. They were easy buttons. <laughs> that was ninja. <laughs> <laughs> but this time was the first time we actually saw it was a collar. But they Laurel. laid that in uh, the Flash because right. she has oh, last this. Week. You need, okay, you need to watch, watch the, the Flash. Flash. You really yeah. do need to watch okay. the so, Flash. It's doing this now. But without, okay. but without spoiling, like what happened in that episode, basically, like Cisco came to the city, Starling City, Starling city for his own reasons. Um, and she saw who Cisco was, has heard about Cisco from the others, so quickly told him, like, look, I've been using this thing, I need an improvement, I was thinking maybe a collar type thing, and Cisco made her up one, and actually brought up the fact that in recent episodes of The Flash, he's already been working on sonic weaponry anyway, because of other experiences that have happened there, so he was able to whip this up in a couple of days. And gave it to her, and even suggested, you should call it the canary cry, which is what yeah. the superpower yeah. is in the comics. Right. Nice. Yeah, and it is a superpower in the comics. So right. kind right. of having it Although, be technology here is interesting. It's perfect, though. But it's perfect because Arrow has lived in the realm of more reality, for lack of... Grounded. You know, there you yeah. go. It, it doesn't have as much... Like, you saw a metahuman here and there, yeah. but that's more so the Flash world versus yeah. Yeah. this tends to be based more on... Not the real world, but you know what I mean. It's more yeah. human. It had a hard and I, fast no superpowers rule for two seasons that yeah. they kind of let go out the window when they started doing Mirakuru. But it started with, we're not doing any superpowers. Even with Mirakuru, it was always an enhancement Chemistry. of actual human abilities right. as opposed to something completely out of human uh Talents. Well, and it's also more tough. Steve Rogers than Magneto. Right. But. It's also tough once the flash has happened and the particle accelerator has created a ton of metahumans, and we know that these two shows are so linked. It's very tough to explain why none of these people ever leave that one city. Right. Right. Which, which again was addressed in in uh, a recent episode of of the Flash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also. I mean, part of that is. Apparently, Starling City has now moved closer to where Central City is. Because <laughs> when we first heard about it, like we see Barry pass the signs, like I don't know, four hundred miles away. It was a and, long train ride, right? All right, and and that was only like at the halfway point. It was still like four hundred miles away, yeah. and and now it's just like, well, I mean, it makes sense. This guy got out of Central. He went right over to Starling. I was like, really? That's like saying, you know, oh, well, he left New York, so he obviously was in Baltimore next. But there's a lot of ground in between to cover. Wait a <laughs> he minute. Left, he left LA. And now he's in San Francisco. Yeah, it's like there's there uh, places in between. <laughs> it just, but I mean, well, I, I had to continuity. do continuity. Yeah, I mean, I, I accepted that in Smallville somehow Metropolis was in Kansas. So, but that's Smallville. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm but just saying Smallville. I accept things for TV adaptations. Stuff actually happens in Arrow and the Flash. <laughs> uh, the last four seasons are awesome. <laughs> yes, it only took them six seasons to get there. Different people were involved. <laughs> so, okay, another random out of the blue. Fruit. 
observation yes. outside of that. Yeah, in, sure. In regards to costumes. Yes. Costumes? Well, as I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to say. Attire. Identity concealers. Thank you, thank you. Identity concealers. Oh, okay. So, you know, Merlin comes to visit Thea. They have their little talk. Dad, I want to do this. What can I do for you? And all of a sudden, Thea shows up, and she shoots Oliver with the bow. Did you see the dark hood that she had? I'm like, okay, now who tailored your outfit? Is that Dad's? Is that what she... Like, what? They got a guy. Her dad is John Barrowman. I mean, who's who's making any of his clothes? Like, to be fair, we were questioning... The League of Assassins has some seamstress in there because they knew how to make... Well, well, it's possible too that we didn't. We don't. The last couple of episodes, we haven't seen that much of Malcolm. He just popped in and out, maybe so, a scene here so or there. Maybe he was he just at home, bottle of wine, sewing a costume for his daughter. <laughs> like once you can't kill anymore, you have to come up with a new hobby. Yes, you need right. a hobby. Yeah. See, again, this is where I was hoping. I was hoping we were actually going to see this character. There was because in the Flash comics, there actually was a Taylor Gombe, who was the Taylor that all the supervillains went to. And who actually like worked out all their suits and added improvements to them and all. And he's mentioned in the Flash pilot episode. You see a Gombe cleaner's truck that Barry actually runs into. So he's kind of the Edna Mode of the DC Universe. Uh, for the villains, yeah. At least for the Midwestern villains of Central City and Keystone, right. So, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Central City's not too far away. Maybe Malcolm just called, like, hey, Gombe, like... My daughter. My kid needs an outfit. My daughter. She's going <laughs> she out. She's going to fight some out. She's going to fight some assassins. Who know who she is anyway? But what the heck? Give her a mask and a hood. You know. Make her look kind of like Dad. Do me a <laughs> solid. Have the same aesthetic. Do me a solid. We're going to call her Speedy. Call <laughs> Speedy. Do we think though? Because there was no end conclusion really to that conversation outside of the fact that yeah, she showed up with a dark hood on. Do you think that her and her dad are now going to continue the training aspect of it? Because I no. also feel like Merlin. He's not been a wuss, but he's definitely toned down a lot since all he of got been what going he on. wanted. Well, yeah, but just everything about him, he's just not as murder. Well, yeah. I, I think that's the, the drama's yeah. not with, the drama's not with him right now. Well, also, so the drama's chilling. with Roz and Oliver. Well, also, when the TV decides, you know, we're going to keep him on. You sort of have to tone down all the reasons why everyone would want to fight or punch him every five seconds. So I think they're definitely toning that down, and because otherwise it's like, yeah, why is the bad guy being allowed to just walk in and out of the loft? Right. They shave the mustache so he can stop twirling it. <laughs> is that what that happened? Yeah. I would like. To, I mean, we I would have... like to see him, Thea, him, Thea, develop a relationship. Sorry. I think that ship has sailed. You think? I could still she, see he something kind happening. of made her kill for him, well, yeah, which led she, to her death but now, and her resurrection at the cost of Oliver's soul. I think that ship has sailed. But at the same time, at the same time, we've got Nyssa serving as mentor to Laurel, partly because she knows the guild. I mean, not the guild, the league so well. Right. And so I could see Malcolm serving a similar purpose as sort of an advisor. And finding his own ways to still keep teaching Thea some lessons or something. Like, Thea wouldn't willingly say, yeah, you can coach me and we'll be good. But I could still see him achieving some sort of role in that end. Well, good point. I would say desperate times call for desperate measures. And sure. at this point, she just wants her, her Oliver back. If she yeah. can get it, you know? So nobody else on Team Arrow can really help her with that. 
But it's not really time for training really right now. Her. We're at the climax. Although Nanda Parbat doesn't seem that difficult to reach anymore. No, people keep really. coming and going. Oh, yeah. yeah, people keep coming. They and actually moved it. It's the third town over. Now. They apparently just built an airfield because Ray's jet was able to land nearby. Well, and we also have a Nanda Parbat light in that little warehouse. Yeah, okay, so while we were watching, I was wondering, and I asked out loud, did they bring the torches back to Nanda Parbat and then return with them, or do they rent this warehouse in the middle of presumably yeah. the glades? Oh, they rent. They rent. So they they got a lease. And whose name is this lease under? Roz? Maybe? Bob, under, Bob. Bob. Bob the intern. Now that Bob the intern is dead, whose name are they going to put on the lease? Maybe, maybe it'll be like when Talia came to the States and actually like came up with a, a U.S. identity. It was just Talia Head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although pronounced heed because, he, like, oh, she's British. Like, no, no, we know it's head. It's we know head. it's Stephen's head. We get it. We've got a few comments on Twitter, some sure, of which are right. pithy, some of which are hilarious. Uh, one of them is searching replacement sacrificial lamb and or candle guy in case Oliver Queen escapes like the bastard he is. <laughs> Parenthetical race arbitrary from Elliot Brum. Thank you. Race uh, arbitrary. From, I like it. Uh, race. R-A-C-E. Oh, my fault. Good pun. But I like Ray's arbitrary, though. I like puns. Um, from Vern's views, in three weeks of boot camp, in 24 hours, many of us were broken down. Plus, he was under the influence of drugs. Right, so, right. From someone who's got the actual experience with, I would imagine, the exception of the drugs part, given that that was the military. Uh, from Brandon Christopher, Laurel's a master of blocking punches with her face. <laughs> You know, yeah, we, when we were watching cool, her, really super funny. When we were watching her take on the mugger, I was like, "Well, thank God Laurel was here to get saved again." Like, right, and, and I and I say that out of the fact that I want Laurel to be cool. I don't yeah. hate Laurel. I just don't think they've known or or handled her as well as they could have several times in this season. You know, I don't but know. I do think that at least it's realistic that she's not going to be super awesome combat genius within three weeks, right? But I, I, but then I want her to be a little more consistent on things, or again address the kind of training she's she's going under, or what more she needs. I would have, you know? yeah, I would have actually liked to seen her physically training with Nissa. If she's learned yeah. something from her, I want to see yeah. them. We've been well, told as... that they train, but all we've really seen them do together is dip Eat. French fries yeah. and milkshakes, right? Which French, is which is great. Which is awesome. it's bonding, yeah, it's no, no, yeah, for sure. There, there's no warrior out there who won't do that and no, doesn't have that experience. <laughs> Sometimes so, you have to refuel. I want yeah. fan art of Batman. Man sitting in a cafe with Superman, like how it should have ended, style dipping French fries in. It would be. It would totally be Superman showing Batman that. It would. It's like, no, Bruce, you've got to. You just. Why is this Bruce? Did you not have like, a childhood? It's like no. Uh, no. <laughs> Look, I had no I mi- French fries for justice. I mixed the mustard with the ketchup. It's Steve. It's our new candle it's delicious. guy. <laughs> this wow. isn't the milkshake we need, but it is the one we deserve. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Only after we've gotten back on topic, may I? <laughs> yeah, so anyways, um, we have one You're from, welcome, Internet. From Helix Marcellius. The thing is, Oliver is already a driven person, and so if you brainwash him, you get the Terminator in a hood, which just tells me that he'll be back. Oh, yeah, we know he'll be back because the show's called Arrow. Um, oh, yeah. Andre Doty pointing out that Laurel has some Batman skill to put a tracker on Nyssa. Nice work. Yeah, why did Nissa not pick up on the tracker? Dude, she was distracted she, by a sugar rush. But She's never had a milkshake before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian Cantrell says, We kill random people, but then we can just throw them in the pit with Steve the Candle Guy. Right. Steve the, I'm glad the Candle and, Guy has a mythology that's building. And this is my personal favorite, because Brandon Christopher has obviously watched the other after shows I'm on. Never forget, Ollie is a shonen protagonist. 
I like you. <laughs> you are a good person. Aww. I like you. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Going back to the show. Well, actually, no, we've got some really great comments from our Twitter feed, definitely. We also sure. had some fun references in this episode. And a couple people pointing out that Thea already had the costume when she killed Sarah, both Elizabeth Harrison and Kylia. Was that the Did same you? costume? I thought she was wearing a standard <laughs> league costume. I think it might have been standard league, but the two are very but similar. But she wouldn't even know that she owned that. How would you know from but the lighting? Malcolm probably still has it. Yeah, look, doesn't right. say she wouldn't even Malcolm know that she owned it. it. Like, right. By the way, since you're going into action, this is what I had you kill people in. Oh, is that, <laughs> is that bad? You know, I heard it. I said it and I heard it in my... Oh, I'm sorry. This, <laughs> this is awkward. This is so awkward. Oh, God. It sounded so much better in my head. <laughs> well, we do find out that Thea finally finds out that Roy is still alive, but of course, Felicity being Felicity has the most awkward moment. I was to just choose like, to, "This to, is the worst way to tell her." Right, this right. is the worst. I was really expecting that during the three weeks they told her at some point. No, I just mm-hmm. sort of accepted that. Well, was My like, God, there has been a three-week time skip. Yeah, three weeks. They didn't tell. Yeah, it, it just it didn't really sink in until just now that she's been sitting on that note for three I just, weeks. I'm waiting for Thea <laughs> just to look at. Yeah, just Thea to look at Laurel and Felicity like, why the lying? Right. All of the lying. Like, I wanted her to have that Oliver moment when he was told, oh, Ray has a super suit and knows who you are. Like, when were you going to tell me? Yeah. When? I do yeah. like that Nissa pointed out that yes. Laurel's first instinct was yes. to lie. Yes, which is the start of a good relationship. That is, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is basically this show in a microcosm. Yeah. Important like, information. Lie about it. Like a rug. Well, I was going to say with the Thea thing, I felt like Felicity took that, because the moment was so awkward, I just felt like, yeah, so we should probably start getting over Oliver. You know, I don't know how, but we should. Hey, but Roy's alive. Yeah. There you go. Trade one life for another and everything's okay. See? He's been sitting wherever he is for three weeks kind of waiting on a call. Like, did she get the note? Is she mad at me? I mean, she ditched me for five months for lying to her, and this is a lot bigger than that. But the fact that I'm still alive should count for something. I'm going to go beat up some muggers to make myself (laughs) feel better. The Oliver Queen School of Therapy. Which has obviously not worked out in any capacity. (laughs) Every episode he gets more troubled. (laughs) You seem really concerned about how Oliver's spirit is. He just seems so unhappy. <laughs> the look on his face during the last scene in this episode. That was oh, incredible. No, we're not going to kill her. You're going to marry her. And just the look yes. on his face like brainwashing uh, did not prepare me for yeah. this. Does not compute. Next week, a royal wedding. If only <laughs> Batman were here. That, that, the fact that, and, and, I mean, they're always inevitably going to be comparisons between a Batman character and a Green Arrow character. Like, you, you can't avoid them, so sometimes it's not fair. Right. It's Rich just easy. people with technology. Right. One of them believes right. in color. The other one's a bat. Right. <laughs> but but when you're literally, like, not, when you're once again taking this story point from a from a famous Batman repeated recurring storyline. Yes. And you're actually using the title of the graphic novel. Bride of the Demon, yep. in Bride of the Demon, wherein Batman and Talia, the other daughter, got married and all. Like, it, it's a little too on the nose for me. I keep wishing they would just tweak... 
a few of the things so we could really see Oliver go down a different different path. Yeah, I'm actually surprised they haven't fallen into that more this season because yeah. of this, how similar the two characters are in so many respects. If you're going right. to start bringing in Ra's al Ghul in the League of Assassins in such a heavy way, obviously those parallels are going to be there. The fact that this was the first one, it's always, it's always been there, but this is the first yeah. one where I went, oh, nose. This is me. I'm touching my nose for yeah. people not watching. Nose. Back. You know, I was going to say, randomly, we did get to hear about the Hive. Yes, and, and we got Damien Dark, Damien Dark. Yes. who is in the comics. Reference. Yeah, and, and did it in the comics have connections to the Hive. Yep. They were supposed to be bringing him soon. I had actually read a spoiler. Oh, something. Sorry. Anyways, um, they had, I had read a spoiler, so I don't know if that means that he's going to be showing up in the next few episodes. Well, we've only got two left, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got they two. I did I, say it was Endgame at this point. I did I did hear at one point a rumor that he was going to be a presence in this season, but I believe then, it's the finale they're going to introduce okay. him and set I mean, him up for the next season. They've had to change some plans because originally Ted Cord was going to be uh, the, the character here, and then they had to change that to Ray Palmer at the last minute. Ted Cord would have been so much fun. The Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that that's why so it was going to be armor, and there was going to be, that's why it was, there was an OMAC connection originally with the armor, because it was supposed to be Ted Cord, since that Cord Industries... makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because Cord Industries was listed... Uh, was mentioned in season one and two several times, and then also that's why the armor has this uh, pulse light weapon because yep. Ted Cord had his BB gun, as he called it, which fired pulse lights. So it makes a lot more sense. He's a repainted Dime Store Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know. Hey, I still love Brendan Ralph. Like. And oh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to have him as a superhero. I I'm also, just not pleased with what they did with the Adam. It makes sense. No, that it was the, supposed his storyline. Wow, his slapping line, a coat of paint on it, it didn't it, do him any favors. Yeah, also, he started off as a creeper, and he's gotten <laughs> yes, a lot yes, better. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Holy crap, he was yeah. a creeper oh, for yeah, several God, episodes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then like when Felicity in the Flash crossover was trying to explain, like it's not as creepy as it sounds. I was like, no, 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 sweetheart, it was. It was. It was creepy. It was creepy. He got better. But it was creepy in the beginning. Let's let's be honest there. Those two weren't super well written in that episode of The Flash anyway. True. So there is that. And all of the people are like, we got you off The Flash podcast for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, maybe that was the writer's way of showing his awkwardness. Maybe it be it his awkwardness with women or just in general. Because as he developed on the Arrow, you got to see him turn into a more of a quirky character. And Felicity's always been that awkward person. And I don't know if it's just right. because she's a woman that it doesn't come off as creeper. But... She had her way of just vomiting out of the mouth stupid stuff. Yeah. Well, I just, I, it's again, I, I think it just should have been called out more. If, if Felicity had just called it out more later as they were getting closer. True. That would have been, because I have no problem with a character, especially an incredibly intelligent character, missing social cues. Like, we see that right. all the time. Right. But there's just missing social cues, and then there's... That. Right. And, and I just, I really was looking for that boundaries conversation from Felicity or anyone. Nope. Right. You know. Well, I'm pretty sure this horse is at the glue factory and we have other stuff we really need sure. to talk about. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> How did we not manage to break the vial of a bioweapon while it's in the hilt of a sword that's getting tossed around every which way and taking heavy impacts it's during got battle? Padding. It's got the yeah. case thing on it. You know? Yeah, I've transported a bottle of wine on a plane before with padding, but that doesn't mean it doesn't show up in shards at the bottom of my suitcase. Well, you're terrible at wine right. packing. Right. I think that's what that lesson is. How long ago, though, do you think she actually 20. stole the Omega? Because here's the thing. That a long yeah. time. 
But do you think it was when it was announced that she was not going to be the heir? Probably. And that so, would make sense. But, but you sure. know what I mean? Like, was it specifically because she just didn't want the next person to come up, or was it specifically because it was Oliver? You know, it could be either way. Um, I did see that on Tumblr there were questions being answered and that questions about Nyssa would be answered in episode 22. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's almost something we can put a pin in because I think we're going to know more. Because if she's his biological kid, then she would have to cleanse the League to get rid of her past. But if she's adopted, then there's somewhere else that she would have to kill, and maybe she didn't want to do that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But she had to have known that this step was coming in oh, order yeah, to take absolutely. it. And it's possible that, no, I'm spitballing and that's going nowhere. Roz disowned her because she refused to do it. Nah, she never got that far. No, no. no. Saw where that train of thought was going and just abandoned it. But if she refused to do it, once she's out, she knew that there would be a replacement heir, so maybe the entire point was to keep it out of the hands of the next guy. But Roz did say, it was a surprise to her when Roz disowned her, and he did say, I disowned you because you're impetuous and emotional and you let it get the better of you. So she probably knew what becoming the heir entailed. Right. But I don't think she ever got far enough to have to make that decision. Right. Which I'm sure she'd make in a heartbeat, having been raised as daughter of the demon, etc., etc. Right. Lawful evil, essentially. Well, we got to see the intertwining of the stories as well, too, because we see the Alpha Omega in the flashback, and then we finally finally get to see it in current times. Yeah. Uh, Granny died. Right off the bat, Granny died. Um, (laughs) And... I think we're finally starting to, even when we were watching the show, we were just talking about, okay, when is Akio going to die? Not that we want him to die, but we know it's inevitable. Yeah, no. We, we, and we then, knew that in, like, episode two. Right, almost. right, right. Just like, oh. I've been calling it all season. Right. I made a bet last week. And right. I think I won my bet because uh, kids bleeding from the mouth in the very last flashback scene that we have. Never so, good time. Um, You're a terrible person. We knew him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't know how. I was straight, we, we, he was straight up said, you know, my son is dead. Right, yeah, right. No, no, okay, no, yeah. no, I get We're going to see him it. die before the end right. of the season. I, we have verbal confirmation. We just need to watch it go down. And, and that's the thing. Like, that's that's my, been my issue with the flashbacks is it feels like we're, we're just retelling Delaying something that we already knew. I kind of liked... Uh, Last a couple weeks ago, where you had the Deadshot flashback instead of the Hong Kong flashback. Yes, yes like, that was if, so good. If they had done more of that, so that we had had maybe six flashbacks to Hong Kong as opposed to over a dozen, right? I think it would have helped things move along and have a little more impact with that story. You know, I mean, once we, now we've gotten to the good part of it and the part that actually relates to the present right. day. Right. Right. Well, because before that, all the flashbacks we got, they were so short and such little teeny teeny yeah. bits of information. Yeah. Like meh. Like, okay. This is how I taught Oliver to be a sniper. I don't really need to see that. I don't. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Just tell me, and you taught him how to be a sniper. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Well, I know that we are slowly yeah, okay, but look. surely it's starting great. to wind down because we're running out of time. Right on. We need to jump into our news and gossip, but before we do, anything else that somebody wants to briefly mention before we get to that point? I don't think so. A lot of people I mean, are saying fun stuff on Twitter. Add wedding coordinator to Raw's interior decorator to his resume. How many weddings you, are we Kyria. having this season? There are I a mean, lot of is it really is it really going to happen? Hey, hey. Is it going to be ambush? Because I feel like it's going to be ambush. Three weddings and a reincarnation. Hey. Uh, hey. Uh, uh, hashtag Frogwater. Uh, I do want to say though that hashtag I thought Frogwater. <laughs> on, the, on the whole, I thought this was one of the stronger episodes that they've had in a while. Actually, I oh yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the heck out of it. Like criticisms aside, and and I still love Diggle and Lila. They are such an amazing couple. It's great to see a couple on television who. 
the drama is from the fact that they're happy and they have to deal with stuff as opposed to they shouldn't be with each other right. or they found multiple reasons not to be with each other. They, they're together and there is still drama. Drama doesn't end when you get married. And I right. love that they're showing that. And Lila, I mean, she's so much cooler than, than her counterpart in the comics. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's really got such agency and and such a great backstory. I, I really dig how that's happening. And Thea, Thea, I've loved this entire yes. season. Yeah. Her development, her maturity. I'm ready for her to totally become speedy. Like, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I love that she's taking this into her own hands. Yeah, and I she's... do love Felicity the Weapons Mule as well. I just have to <laughs> say that that the "Don't you dare touch me" and her being able to pull that off as outrage and not a pivotal part of our little plan not to let right. people get killed right. was yeah. great delivery. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I, I the last thing I want to say before we, if we can start pulling up either the pictures or the video, that would be really awesome. Um, Lila, the one thing I took away from her brief conversation with Oliver was, you know, when Diggle's brother died, a piece of him died too, mm-hmm. and that void didn't get filled until you were in his life. And I thought, mm, sparkle of something? No. Just, but nothing. But if Oliver was committed, truly committed in every part of his soul to killing Diggle in that moment, he could have done it. Yes, he got an arrow through oh, yeah, his wrist, no, I, I but think, he could have done it. Oh, yeah. No, I think Oliver's either fighting or he's playing a long game. Yeah, I think he's playing the game. That's Engineer, really do we have pictures? long game to be playing. Okay, can you please put them up, sir? Or video, whichever one you have posted first, because I see nothing on my end. Oh. So if you have the opportunity, if you're listening to us, make sure you watch us on YouTube so you can see the really cool pictures. These are a few pictures of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on set. Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. Let's go to our next picture. Great casting. Yes, but okay. So this is a picture, obviously, spliced in the between uh, the version of him with the mask and the hockey stick, and then Stephen Amell as Stephen Amell for Oliver. Can we go to our next picture? And part of me, you know, as we see all these pictures of Stephen, I haven't seen him with the mask, and maybe that's because that's just the scene they were <laughs> filming. Right. I don't know. But I'm used to this guy, and this is throwback to the 90s. Yeah, that's the 90s version. The old right. Casey Elias, Jones. Elias Casillas, yeah. This is an amazing version of Casey yeah, Jones. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. And they referenced this uh, version several times in the new cartoon that's on Nickelodeon. I freaking love it. Let's go to the next picture, please. Cartoon's glorious. Oh, and then this is. <laughs> and this is the old April. And it's interesting because Megan Fox now plays the role of April. I'm like, oh, uh, wow, what a, what a different take on April. That's all I'll say. A pal of mine was in this movie. Really? Yeah, he played the, the teenager that, that goes to the Foot Clan and then is told, like, you know, oh. this is the family. And stuff. Next picture, please. Oh, okay, and then I just wanted to bring up, they made a poster out of, this was the video I believe I showed last oh, week. Oh, the superhero fight club. Fight club yeah, yeah, but the fact that I think someone had pointed out online that like, she finally has her own poster, the canary. She she finally has the butt pose poster. Yes, yeah. of course. Just shoot me. All right, next photo. I did love the superhero fight club. Oh, and then this would just happen to be because most recently Emily Bett Rickards and Katie Cassidy were spotted at the beach in Florida. I'm like, oh, they're enjoying the break. So that was cute. They like the ocean like us. Yes, and I believe that's all the photos I have. Am I correct? Okay, and then we have a video that we'll pull up. And this video is actually something you can find online because, you know, Stephen Amell loves to talk to all of his fans online. And... I liked it just because it was his thank you for everybody following on season three and him talking about the future and this, that, and the third. So we'll just show a very brief clip of that. And when you get the chance, go online. I would like to take a minute to thank everyone for all the support through season three. Overall, 
ratings wise, this has been our best season that we've ever had. Um, I've seen the fan base of the show grow, become more interesting, become more interactive, become more passionate. We do that every year. I can only imagine the type of fandom that Jared and Jensen experience on a daily basis being on season 11, going into season 11 of their show. It has been a fantastic ride. We have, and I'm biased, the very best crew in all of television. This is a 190-day shoot. We have been shooting since the beginning of July. The things that these people pull off, the feats which they accomplish, it is breathtaking to witness on a day-to-day basis. The undertaking of this show, no pun intended, Merlin, is um, staggering. And everyone does it. And you can watch the rest later on at home. But anyways, I Steven, just... you don't want Supernatural fans. Oh. You don't. Oh, leave him alone. Not, He's I a good a guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a really good I guy. I, I have no I problem with Steven, him. but he doesn't know what he's getting into with oh, this. No. Hey, he's homies with some of the people on Supernatural, so I don't even touch also, it. Also, I'm pretty sure... Either. I'm pretty the sure... terrifying. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Steven is already familiar with Tumblr fans at this point, like... He, he's know, fine. I, yeah, but, I don't know. But no, every 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 interview I see with this guy all the time on his Twitter feed, like what a what a cool, Great guy. chill, really fun, amiable guy. Like yeah. whether he's standing up for Grant Gustin or he's talking about the fans or the crew, like always really cool. I was yeah. listening a while back. They did a panel at I don't know which con, but it was a panel for Lego Batman Three, and he was on this panel and listening to the dude talk about how grateful he was that fans have embraced him as this character because he is for. So many people. He is the Green Arrow. He is so many sure. people. And yeah. he gets it. For my mother, he's he's the only Green Arrow. Right, exactly. Yeah. And he, but he gets it. Yeah. And he seems so, so humbled and grateful by yeah. it. And that's cool, because you don't hear that enough. Very often at all. No. All right, guys, let's get into some predictions. Cool okay. music, cool music, cool music, cool music. Okay, since you are a very no. special guest, oh, okay. I'll let you predict first. Oh, for what, what we're going to see in the finale mm-hmm. and such? All right, so... I mean, you can go in. You can go in a couple different ways. You can either go that uh, Nissa will take over as as the demon and will try to move the organization into something else. Not necessarily something Oliver would approve of, but something that he can live with. Um, or you can have that Nissa and Rage die, and Oliver tries to use what influence he has to himself, like either disassemble the the league from the inside. Or again, turn into a force for good, perhaps with Malcolm in in charge. Hashtag Razagul of Justice. Mm-hmm. Hey, hush. Yeah, and and uh, and then he would just sort of like guide things. Like maybe he could, this could be part of Malcolm's redemption. Like you want to show me how much you've changed. Turn this into a force for good. Right. That would be amazing. Um, guys, we are actually running out of time, so I'm going to just keep it as our special guest ending the night. Oh, which is fantastic I'm prediction. Sorry. No, no, no. And as you're doing so, go ahead and shout out your Twitter handle to all the folks at home so they can follow you and continue the conversation. Sure. I'm Alan Sizzler Kistler, and the Twitter handle is at Sizzler Kistler, K-I-S-T-L-E-R. And yeah, reach out to me. Say hi. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I've also joined Snapchat at Kia Prime. You can also find me on the Transformers Robots in Disguise after show every Sunday. Lex Michael, Twitter handle at the Lex Michael. Rest in peace, Bob the Candle intern. Good luck, Steve. <laughs> 
Holly Corner Bradford. You can find me at Kiss My Password. And do not forget to find my YouTube channel, Boys and Beauty with Ali Kona. Subscribe, like, comment, and support. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.